from the depths of their extreme poverty, super abundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. Now that makes no sense to the natural mind. Not at all. But when you see it through the eyes of the Spirit and you see the way the Spirit responds to their act of obedience to the Word of God, it allows them to be able to receive or they position themselves to receive from the Spirit of God. Not only was it an overwhelming joy and an overwhelming peace and satisfaction in God, but it also produced in them a blessing that comes through obedience to the Word of God. All through the Scriptures, you you can look at it in Deuteronomy where Moses started talking about the blessing of God. It was always on obedience. So it's not about trying to manipulate God into giving me a blessing, I'll give you some money, Lord. It doesn't work that way. It's the the reverse where we understand God is wanting to bless me, bless you, but there has to be an act on our part for the reciprocal blessing of God on our life. How much blessing do we want to be walking in? It gets back to an obedient ear to hear what the Spirit's saying. That's where the true blessing comes, having an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and being obedient to Him. Doing what He says always brings us into the realm of overwhelming supply of God's provision. And then Paul mention a couple of other things in verse 7 of chapter 9. He said, Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. I, I trust nobody in this church gives out of a sense of religious duty. That would really disappoint me after all these years. It's got nothing to do with a form of godliness where we believe we're doing a religious act that will be pleasing to God to set me up for next week. It's about, see, religion brings you into bondage. And it's often used to control people. Well, I won't talk about that one this morning. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready, more than ready. See, God is waiting for our act of obedience, so the blessing flows. It's the other side of the coin. More than ready to overwhelm you. Would you like to be overwhelmed by God this year? It's a wonderful experience. 
to be overwhelmed by the presence of God. To be overwhelmed with every form of grace. Grace is the ability that comes from God to do things you can't do in your own ability. It's the power of grace. Every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. So in every good thing you do, there's an overflowing, there's an abundance waiting to come in response to the act of obedience. So when we understand the way God operates, he's always looking for us just to be submitted to his word, have a yielded heart, receive his word as truth, and believe that as I act in faith on the word of God in obedience, and faith will always produce obedience. So if you want to know if you're walking in faith, check, am I walking in obedience to the Word of God? So when we, we know that we know this is an act of obedience, what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to me, then we set ourselves up, position ourselves for the more of God. And there's nothing like an overwhelming from God. There's a peace, a supernatural peace that comes into our life from obedience. And giving is just one part of the lifestyle that God's bringing us into to understand the, the flow of the Spirit. Father, I just thank you for your word. Lord, I'm trusting that you're opening up our hearts to receive the truth so that we can operate in the truth and experience more of the blessing and favour of God upon each household represented today. Lord, we speak the blessing and the favour of God upon obedience and all the glory to God. So in your giving, you can do it online. You probably know how to do that or the little post box up the back there. But when you do it, Okay, I'm doing this out of obedience to what I see in the Word, so I know I'm walking in faith, so I'm setting myself up for the grace. And the grace of God is so good. So good. I think it might be a good time to have communion. Have communion now? That would be good. So if you haven't got your communion elements, there's some up there, and there's some on the table at the back there.
um, I've been thinking of this year being new as well. Um, and I was just thinking of our last year and stuff that just kept happening and happening and happening. Um, but all I could say in all that, but God, we know God's going to move. We know things are going to change. And um, I just have a few scriptures in First Peter 5 verse 6 in the Passion Translation. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all your worries and your stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy the devil roams around incessantly which without um, ceasing continually that means like a roaring lion looking for its prey to vow. Take a decisive stand against him and resist him in every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of trouble you endure. And then after your brief suffering, hear that, brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his internal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. Isn't that so good? So we're in the start of a new year. So we've just got to leave everything at the cross. Last year's gone. We're into a new year. Um, and I've been watching a bit of Hank Kuhneman, who has been saying 2020. Three is actually 2020 free. So we are going to be free this year. Um, and we know that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And the inner self is being renewed day by day, as Flick was saying about daily being renewed. And we know that those who um, allow yourself to be... Um, and don't allow yourself to be weary... And in planting good seeds, for in season of reaping, a wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. And we also know that the wealth of the wicked is um, and his treasures are laid up for the righteous. So this year is going to be a year of free, a year of freedom. Um, and what the devil has stolen from last year is going to be boomeranged back to him. And um, we know that seven times what he has stolen is going to be paid back. And this is a year that of a new beginning. And um, we're uh, God's chosen children and his people. So it's going to be a year of blessing, a year of healing, a year of favour, a year of revival and a year of provision. I am believing for that. I am trusting and believing that. And... Um, Something new is on its way. So we're in the first day of the new year. So let's all stand, believe and trust God for our new year. That's going to be the start of a wonderful year of so many things that God's going to bring towards us. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you that we're in a year of 2020 free. Lord, we're believing for freedom. We're believing for your revival. We're believing for healing. Lord, we just thank you that we're going to lay everything of last year at the cross. 
And today is a day of new things. Lord, a new way is about to happen. Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Let's partake of the bread. Thank you, Jesus. And a cup of blessing, a cup of healing, a cup of favour. This is our provision. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ryder. Right? Okay. Sometimes I like to sit down while I'm talking. So you don't mind if I just relax a bit this morning, do you? Okay. You're quite happy with that? Good? Good. Oh, got to have my water. I probably won't stay sitting for long, so we'll start out that way. Um, I agree with what Rhoda was saying because um, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about where we're heading. So there'll be a little bit of teaching this morning because I've written some things down that he has said. And uh, I want you to take them on board. So I want to get them correct. I'll read a verse. Start off. If you want to have a look in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Now this is Paul praying for the church. This is a prayer that God is answering. We're going to see... a speeding up of prayers answered this year. The Holy Spirit said to me that this year is going to be like no other year that you've experienced. It's going to be a year of release and receiving. That has been coming to me constantly for a few weeks now. And I have mentioned a little bit earlier on, but the, the release and the receiving are two sides of the same coin. With a release... 
comes a receiving. Now, you can apply that in many ways. There's also a receiving that brings a release. So you flip the coin, no matter which way it lands, it's good. It's going to be good. Okay, release and receiving. And often when we receive a revelation, there's a release that comes into our life. That truth of the revelation brings a freedom. So revelation itself is a release from an old way of thinking to receiving the benefits of a new mindset. There are many ways of applying release and receiving. If you were released from prison, you are now receiving freedom. Many people are going to be released this year from a prison that has kept them captivated for many years and they're going to step into the freedom that God has provided for them It's going to come through revelation knowledge and when that revelation comes into your mind, into your thinking, there's a release of the power of God to walk in a new way. Father, I'm asking right now, that you would cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened this morning, that we would receive revelation knowledge that's going to change the way we think so that we can step into the overwhelming ways of your spirit, to walk in the freedom that you long for each one of us to come into a greater revelation of your glory that experiential knowledge that comes with the revelation of your spirit as it unfolds in our heart, causing each one of us to be increased in our faith walk and moving in the greater realms of your spirit. There is coming, and I've noticed it several times recently when I've been speaking that there is a greater emphasis on the prophetic word coming out. And if you receive that word, it will bring such change into your heart. It's a now word that God is going to bring into this house in a greater dimension to grow his people up. I'll get back to that verse in a moment. There's another verse I'd like to read to you first in Hebrews. It's in chapter 5. Passion Translation again. Chapter 5 and verse 13. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk 
is not yet pierced. Interesting. Now, each one of us, when we receive Christ in our hearts, we become a spiritually alive infant or a child of God. Every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. The revelation of righteousness or the revelation or the unfolding of who you are in Christ will begin to grow you up into the things of the Spirit where you come into a new dimension of understanding by the Spirit of God. And I think every one of us want to have more understanding of the ways and the purposes of God. We desire to grow. Every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. Milk is very, very important for infants. But if an infant stays on milk all their life, they'll never grow up into what they're designed to be. You're not designed to live on milk all your life. You can have milk all through your life, but you need more than milk. Do you understand the meat of the word is something that you have to chew on. You have to meditate on it. And if you meditate on it, if you digest it properly, it'll produce growth. It'll produce change in your experience. Who's ready for change this year? I am. I am so hungry for what God's doing this year. It's almost bubbling out of me. I can feel the revelation that God's been bringing that's going to be a quickening spirit and it is going to cause a... I'm really hesitant to say this, but it's going to cause a rapid growth in the house. And I would prefer, if I had to choose between, when I say rapid growth, it's twofold. It's that coin again. But I want to see the church begin to grow up into the mature things of God. I want to see the manifestations of the Spirit in the house of God. I want to see church being super abundant in supply and surprise. Coming to see what God's going to do in the house. An expectation of a manifestation of more than I've ever seen before. Woo! It's going to be a good year. Some people are going to listen to this on the recording and they'll get excited. I hope you're getting excited because this is the beginning of what God has been wanting to birth in your heart for quite a long time. But you have to allow this faith, which comes from the Word, to be activated in your heart and believe the Word. Remember I've been speaking about embracing the glory. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to become familiar with something I've heard before and not receive the impact of what God's got in store. Yeah. 
solid food. It's for the mature, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained. See, you have spiritual senses and they need to be adequately trained. And if you keep coming, they will get trained in this house. Trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. So there's an excellent word that God's going to bring that's going to give discernment between what is of God and what is not. So I pray that the eyes of your understanding are going to be so looking towards God to open up my heart, Lord, to receive all you've got. So into this verse again in Ephesians. I pray, verse 18, that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to us or to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement to the immense power as it works through you. Wow. That requires a bit of meditation to really unwrap that and allow, as Paul was saying, the light of God to illuminate your imagination. You've got meditation and you've got imagination. And they're both from God and they'll both be empowered by the Spirit as you yield them to Him and allow Him to bring you into the realms where you never thought could be. Come on, we've got to start imagining what God has in store so that God can activate our faith and it's going to be more than we can ever imagine. God said, if you can imagine it, there's more. See, we read here, immeasurable. Immeasurable experiencing the immeasurable. You can't, you can't out-experience what God's got. You can't exhaust the experience. It just keeps getting more and more and greater. A greater experience in God this year than you've ever had before. Why? Because God's birthed something in my heart and I'm going to see it happen. Oh, I've been waiting so long. If you knew how excited I am about this year and what God's going to do, but it's going to unfold. You're going to see it. This year is going to be like no other year. And you need to hear a prophetic word spoken so faith comes into your heart so you expect it. You come into the house expecting God to move. A tangible experience. And it's inexhaustible. You can't measure how much God's got in store. I think God's only got this much for me because I'm just a little, you know. Don't let that sort of religious bondage keep you in prison. Let God free you to receive the revelation and walk in what he has for you to receive. 
Mm, it's going to be so good. And it's starting now. If we will allow, something should be bubbling in your heart right now. If you're not getting something from the Spirit of God now, I've got to be nice, don't I? Please, how can I stress how important it is to get hungry? Get hungry for the things of God and say, Lord, if there's more, I want it. Greedy for God. Never satisfied. (laughs) Sounds a little bit unthankful, doesn't it? Well, I am satisfied with the things God has shown me, but I want so much more. I'm thankful, and, and he has a way of making me feel so satisfied in where I'm at, but I know there's so much more. I know that I know there's so much more that God wants to bring you into. You know what you're going to experience in heaven, don't you? A little bit. Or at least you've got an expectation. Or you've got an imagination about what you expect. I don't think you'll be disappointed when you get to heaven. I think heaven's going to have more than you can imagine. I've just got a feeling there somewhere. But I can imagine some pretty good things coming when I actually step into that eternal glory. But God wants to release it now. He wants us to be walking in the realms of the Spirit now. How much can the Spirit release in you? How much can He trust you with the revelation? Will you receive it or will you ho-hum it? Will you just say, oh, that must be for somebody else? If you're sitting here, it's for you. And if you're listening on the message, it's for you too. Please allow God to touch your heart. Soften anything that's been a resistance or an offense or a hurt. Move it out of the way. Ask the Spirit of God to release you from that bondage so you're free to receive everything he's got. We just read that God has deposited the wealth of his glory inside you. The wealth of his glory. When you receive Christ, when you receive the Spirit of Christ, when you receive the Holy Spirit, the glory of God came in. So we've got that wealth of glory and we just read about the inheritance that God sees in us. God wants us to step into our inheritance. Well, you have to wait till somebody dies to get your inheritance. True. And Jesus did exactly that for you. So you could step into your inheritance. And that inheritance is in there, but it requires a maturity. You don't release your car keys to your five-year-old. And say, go and have fun. It wouldn't be a good end. That's why I was reading those verses in Hebrews, and I wasn't planning on reading them this morning. But we have to grow up into our inheritance. The scripture also says that the child, as long as he remains a child, does not inherit. I want my inheritance. Please, Lord, grow me. But what's growing? Have you ever heard of growing pain? Sometimes there can be a little pain when we're going to die to those self 
God-willed motivations. If we can die to that self-will and allow his will to be done in us, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Let it be done to me according to your word. Would you pray that? Lord, let it be done according to your word. Then God will give you a word to walk in obedience. Oh, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like I want to do Don't let your feelings stop you from receiving what God has. Because the glory of God, when it's manifest, is going to change your feelings and your feelings are going to line up with the truth. There's an inheritance in you waiting to be revealed. An unfolding revelation of the greater dimensions of the untold mysteries. That's the inheritance, the untold mysteries of God. And God wants to reveal it. If we've got a heart, Lord, I'm so hungry for you to reveal truth. I want to walk in truth. There's going to be a revelation of truth this year like never before. There is a revelation of truth coming that's greater than anything that's ever been. And some people won't know how to handle it. But if you're in him, in Christ, in the anointing, in the grace, in the word and the spirit, you'll be able to handle that and it's going to produce a growth. There's going to be a growth spurt in the church. Wow. I, 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 um, I hope you're getting this. I wasn't planning this this morning, but I hope you're getting it. There is a growth spurt coming. There's a quickening of the spirit that's going to cause rapid growth. Rapid growth. Can you handle it? How much truth can you handle? Are you willing to say, Lord, pour it on and then let your grace be sufficient for me to walk in it? Because it means submitting and yielding our plans to his purposes. And he's got a better way than any way we can think of. I hope I can get into some of it. Goodness. Meditation. Meditation, I wrote down, this is how faith births our hope into reality. So we get the hope in the promise. And every promise is yes. God, what do you think about that promise? Yes, that's for you. God, what about yes, that's for you too. They're all yes promises, but the hope of that promise is birthed through our faith. And faith always produces obedience. So as we're walking in obedience to the revelation that God shows us, then the faith to step into that is going to be, it's going to be so obvious as we start stepping. That was great. I can do that. I'm going to start walking in God. I'm going to start experiencing God. I might even get to the stage where I run in the ways of your commandment, as David wrote. For you shall enlarge my heart. You shall enlarge the capacity of my understanding to receive more. How much? 
So meditation. Joshua 1.8 says, meditate on God's word day and night. And this is what releases experiential knowledge. Meditation on the word of God releases an experience of what you know. Because God said to Joshua, as you meditate on my word day and night, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. How did he make his way prosperous? How did he make success? Meditate. Let that word be mused on, meditated, thought about. God, what do you think about this? What does my word say? Find the scripture and let the scripture become a revelation in your experience. No matter what problem, no matter what you face, God's got a word for you. Imagination. We just read about imagination. I call it dreaming with God. And it opens up the immeasurable. We just read about the experiencing the immeasurable. Well, that is why God has given you an imagination because that is going to be the, the, the catalyst for receiving visionary creations of the Spirit. Oh, there's one for you. To receive visionary creations from the Holy Spirit. Get your imagination going with what the Word is saying and I can really think that that could happen to me. I really believe. Can you imagine what would happen if I believed the Word of God? Can you imagine what would happen to the church if everyone believed the Word of God? There'd be little Jesus people all over the place. God has given you a holy imagination to dream with him, to think up what it would be like if. There's the hope. That's why you're saying, what if, what if? Well, that's the hope. Well, if you start to believe it and speak it, you're going to make your way prosperous and you'll step in to an experiential knowledge of what you've believed for. And you might have been believing it for 50 years. This year, you're going to see something happen. Mark my word. This year is going to be a year like no other you have ever experienced. Now, that is on record. Some of you will come and say, I didn't really believe it when you said it, but look what's happened. And I'm going to say, yes, I can see what's happened. Where do I go from here? <laughs> I've shared some things with you before about how I have different conversations with Caleb and I'll just drop something else in here. I believe and I have always believed in multiple eldership the five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. That's a five-fold ministry, the gift of God to the church 
and it's an expression of multiple eldership. It means that we rely on each other. We need each other. We help each other. We work with each other. We're not going to get it all ourselves so we can get some help from others. We can get some other thoughts coming. We can, we can actually tune in to other people to get some thoughts that God may have given them. How about that? Well, what's God been saying to you lately? Well, if you knew what God said to me, you'd be shocked. Yeah, I might be with some of you, but would you be shocked if God gave you a revelation and began to manifest his presence? Some of you are going to have angels show up this year and do some things that you have never experienced in your life. They are the messengers sent forth. They take heed to the voice of his word. You start putting his word on your lips, you're releasing voice, you're releasing uh, uh, an activation of angelic help. I tell you, this is how a lot of it's going to happen. The angels are going to get very busy this year. Now, you have got enough to work with this morning already. But I'll go a little bit longer. So I was talking with Caleb a little bit, texting because he's away, and I text him and say, okay, Caleb, um, you're having a great holiday. I'm going to preach on Sunday. So what are your thoughts about Sunday? And so I said, I want you to lean in and just see what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. So he sends me messages about little things that he's hearing and And he actually sent me a scripture that God quickened to him that fits in so well with what God had given me to speak this morning. So it's confirmation. It really helps the preacher to get some confirmation that he's on the right track. A little head nod. Yes, yes, keep going, keep going. (laughs) Right, so the verse that Caleb... um, shared with me, is in Psalm 32. Passion Translation again. I find the Passion Translation helps to open up an understanding, to clarify some of the mysteries. They're they're made a little... You know, language changes with generations. And if I started speaking Elizabethan English now and reading the, the original, you know, you probably wouldn't be too impressed because we've got a different language. But thank God the Holy Spirit moves with every one of them. And he knows what we need. And he knows how to interpret. That's why there's been further revelation and translations coming out of Scripture. I enjoy it. So, passion. Psalm 32, verse 8. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. God wants us to be walking in his 
insight. Caleb said to me in this verse, the thing that stuck out really impressing in his heart was God leading with his eyes. Now, have you ever been directed by somebody's eyes? As a child, I could be directed by my father's eyes because I knew my father and I knew the look. And sometimes we just need the look. And, oh, yes, okay, Lord. Okay, so that's one way of looking at it. But you see, that is the most sensitive way or least intrusive way of giving instruction to a willing and obedient child. You only have to give them a look and they pull themselves into line. Are we so soft and tender before God that we just know the look and we pull ourselves into line? I'll explain it a little more in a moment. But that is one way of interpreting the scripture of God leading with his eyes. We just follow. We don't have to be dragged along. Just the understanding, that insight. So I'll speak a little more just to clarify. Um, I, I've, I sort of believe with his eyes it's to do with perception and insight. And remember, God does everything by his word. He does it by his word. The spirit will never, ever go contrary to the word of God. He will always be backing up the word of God. So remember that God does everything by his word. So it's through the revelation of his word that we receive insight. And what we'll be reading about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened or the eyes of your imagination being enlightened. Start dreaming with God. Start allowing the Spirit of God to speak to you in the night hours when you're quiet and resting before Him and let the Spirit of God begin to move you into the realms of the Spirit. Before you go to sleep at night, say, Holy Spirit, we've got all night together. How about showing me some things? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That's what we just read. Seeing through the eyes of the spirit. You know you've got spiritual senses. When you die, your spiritual senses will be what direct you and guide you. You'll have them with you. You'll leave all those natural restrictions behind all the natural way of looking things and being held in bondage by it or fearful because of all that's gone. And then it's on walking in the Spirit, living in the Spirit for eternity. So you have spiritual senses that God wants to activate and stimulate. Maybe he needs to plug the power of the Holy Spirit into it and give you a jolt. But he wants your eyes to be illuminated by the Spirit of God. When you're reading the Word, ask the Holy Spirit, open up your Word for me, Lord. Open it up. And then help me to walk in the truth. 
Because that's where the grace of God is so, so important. If we're seeing from God's perspective, that's being led by the eyes of God, seeing it from his perspective. You know God's got an advantage point? Do you actually believe God's got an advantage point when he sees from? That's his perspective. And if we can just tune our hearts and say, Lord, I want your perspective on this. The eyes of your heart, it also speaks about in that Ephesians 18, being enlightened. God wants to enlighten us with prophetic insight. Prophetic insight. I was thinking about that. And do you know what prophetic insight is? Listen to this one. I want you to tune in. Prophetic insight. Hindsight in advance. Who's ever said, oh, hindsight's wonderful if I'd only known? Prophetic insight. And God wants to release it into your heart. Hindsight, this is hindsight. The ability to understand after something has happened what should have been done or what caused the event. And many times people have talked to me about things, oh, hindsight's wonderful, isn't it? If we'd only known. This is what Jesus operated in 24-7. The Bible calls it the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, prophetic insight into the hearts of what people are thinking so you've got the word, the word that God's placed in you, Christ in you, so you have the, the, the what you need to help the people because God has given you prophetic insight. It's going to be activated more and more in the hearts of those who are hungry for the word of God. I'm going to wrap this. Give me five more minutes. Psalm 119, 130. I believe this is David speaking. Break open your word within me until revelation shines out. Oh, that is beautiful. Break open your word within me. David wrote that I will run in the way of your commandments for you shall enlarge the capacity of my heart. And now he's saying, break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts are given insight into his plans. Did you hear it? Those with open hearts to receive from him are given insight. That's prophetic insight. That's a word of knowledge. That's a word of wisdom. Guided by his eyes. Can you see how it works? God's giving you prophetic insight, his perception, the way he sees things. And he says, if you'll just walk in my way, you'll know the blessing and the favor every day of your life. Guided by his eyes. That means being responsive to what we see. So the other part of this verse that Caleb was talking to me about, 
in Psalm 32. God said, I'll lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, and many of us are going to go in places we've never been before this year, if we're willing and obedient to allow God to move us by His Spirit, then I'll take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. (laughs) Don't be stubborn. Unreasonably obstinate, it means. Fixed in your opinion. Difficult to manage. Refusing to comply. Stiff-necked. See, Jesus, Jesus had to talk to the Pharisees all the time. He called them stiff-necked. They were very religious people. But God wanted to unfold a revelation to them. But they had this attitude, oh, we know better. We want to see from God's perspective. Ephesians 3.17, Passion, by constantly using your faith, which I said always produces obedience, the life of Christ will be released inside you. Faith, or the act of obedience, releases the life of Christ in you. And what's that do? It grows us up into our inheritance. All the good things that a grown-up gets. So I was sort of meditating on the whole scripture of Christ in you and what's available and this, this, this question came, well, who is this Christ inside you? And this is what I heard. He is the hope of the cosmos. That's a whole universe in God's order. And Jesus is the hope of the cosmos. And the one who propels you into your destiny. So there it is. That's just a little taste of what's coming. If you'll allow God to prepare your heart to receive and get more hungry than you've ever been before, God is going to release the revelation and you're going to receive so much freedom to walk in the goodness of God. Father, we are so thankful for your word. Lord, help us to get an appreciation of your word like we've never had before. A hunger to spend time in your word that you can reveal truth, revelation truth, so we have a heavenly perception of what's happening of where you want to take us, of what you want to show us. And Lord, we ask that you would cause our hearts to be soft and prepared to receive further understanding, further teaching with a greater desire and passion for more of your ways so that we can walk in the ways of your Spirit And allow the eyes of God to lead us all through this coming year. With all the glory 
and honour to you. And we thank you, Father, in the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And may God increase your hunger because there's more to come. Thanks, Jeff. That was definitely something to get excited about for the year ahead. Um, just a few announcements. There is not many. Um, Tim and Coral are still on holidays, um, but they send their best wishes for a happy new year to our church family, and they should be back next week, I think. Um, for the month of January, all our ministries are taking a break. So Kids Church will be back the first week of school, which I think is the 5th of February. Um, and our women's and men's ministries as well will start again in February. Um, there is no Wednesday night prayer meeting this week, so please stay at home, but you can keep praying. That would be great. Um, just a prayer request. If you could um, please pray for the Christ of All Nations camp, which is coming up. There are 75 attendees in total, so it's a lot of people coming, so we would love your prayers for that, please. Um, on the 29th of January, just keep this in the back of your mind, we are having a Creek Street Christian College staff commissioning service. So if you could come along and help pray for the staff and leaders of the school, that would be wonderful. And lastly, starting next Sunday, we will be doing um, lunch in the park for the whole of January. So bring your own lunch and we'll all meet together in the park for lunch on Sundays after church starting next week. So... That'll be a great time to all get together um, to start the year off. And we have one last thing to do, which I'll just wait for Mel to come back. <laughs> She's actually got the thing to do. So um, here she comes. <laughs> do you need a hand? You're right. Yeah. Thanks for helping. <laughs> This is a nice little present for someone, so I'll let Mal do. Awesome. Um, just before Christmas, we gathered as a family to um, see off the end of last year and um, thank all of our volunteers. And there was a couple of key people uh, missing. So Jeff and Gail, I know you tried to get away on holidays, but that doesn't work around here. <laughs> we just want to say thank you so much for your oversight um, of our church with Tim and Coral in the last 12 months. We appreciate what you do behind the scenes. And I know a lot of it is behind the scenes with Jeff and Gail. People might not see them around um, very much. They're always around, but they're kind of doing stuff. Um, but we really appreciate what happens behind the scenes and the, the Monday to Saturday that goes on at home so that Sundays happen. So thank you. Thank you to Gail for being our um, superstar trying to be a barista let's base let's face it I've got her rostered because it's fun to work with her <laughs> but um so it's purely selfish on my part but <laughs> I love having her work with me so um the the intention was to help out on Christmas day so you'll have to just do Christmas day again and do a family feast at some point at your house so make sure you take that home with you um 
Flick mentioned Christ for All Nations. It's coming uh, in two weeks, two week, three weeks, three weeks. Not this week, not the following. It's the Friday of that following week. So um, there's a team of us that are catering for that event. Um, if you have any inclination to want to help practically, we will probably need a couple of people with sets of hands and cars um, on that Friday just to help ferry stuff to Axdale, get the kitchen set up, um, get the food packed into the pantries and stuff like that out there. I'm not sure if Luke mentioned. We have 75 people so far and registrations haven't closed. Um, the site itself can house 75 in beds inside, um, but there is a number of us taking caravans out. We can have up to 150 on the site, all-inclusive. So um, there is still some spaces, but um, it's filling up very fast, and I dare say that there'll be quite a few caravans on site, which is amazing. Um, but I would certainly love a hand that week leading up, if anyone's got some time, or um, wants to jump in the car or, like, peel carrots and stuff, <laughs> yell out, all right? Um, that's it for our service this morning. Coffee machine's on. Great to see you all, and we will see you next week. Fantastic.